0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to the one and only Carpal Shenangans. I'll be your host, Justin Wallace, and with me is my co host, Mitch Glasgow.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Formerly known as Slickback, the pimp out of Atlanta.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: see how yeah, it snuck in gonna there. I'm
1: going to go by Slickback now.
0: You like how I snuck that one in there? I
1: did, I did. I'm gonna go buy Slickback. Everybody, call me Slickback now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what up, Slickback? <laughs> <laughs> gonna get you a cane and a fuzzy coat. All right. So, first off, we want to apologize. We did not get an episode out last week. Had a few people crying about it. Um, actual tears couple hugs from people just we felt really really bad but we haven't just been sitting on our lazy asses this whole time
1: no i mean i have to admit i went on a little vacation from work and we like to keep true to our podcast we're carpool shenanigans so we do everything out of our car and if we're not going to do it out of our car then what are we really doing so what we want to keep it to that i took a little vacation i do apologize um but we're back on track
0: You know, I was going to try to share some of the blame, but, I mean, if you want all fingers pointed at you. Uh,
1: Technically, (laughs) I was the one that took the break, so.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. So, but what we have done, uh, don't know if you noticed yet, but we've got new cover art, got some new intro music you're going to hear right after the intro.
1: The cover art is badass, by the way.
0: It uh, is. super cool. Got off an app called Fiverr, and I have to get the artist's name. I told him we were going to promote him, but I never remember names so Um, we also set up our patreon uh it's kind of like a like a help uh help from the fans sort of thing you know little monthly donations you don't have to um but if you don't we'll find out where you live
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you guys want to donate that's perfectly fine if you don't if you just if you're just like hey all i want to do is listen to this podcast fuck it play it we're, we enjoy your time listening to us. We enjoy your audience. You do not have to donate. We're not putting any pressure on you. This is just to help, um, help, us, out. help us out.
0: Helps out with uh, equipment, um, our giveaways. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make the giveaways better for you, the audience. Um, there will be tiers and different uh, options. options. I guess different little bonuses, little perks. Um, which I'll put those up on Facebook once we get them all hashed out.
1: Yes, uh, we're we're on the process of getting a website out, right?
0: Yes, it it's a bigger pain than what I thought, but I'm going to some experts, and it's going to look phenomenal.
1: Yeah, we're we're throwing around the idea that if uh um uh, if you donate to if you're a Patreon member, we're gonna have actual live videos of us. You might see me without my shirt on. You never know. I mean. Well, we'll see that might actually yeah. veer people away but
0: <laughs> well, you know no shirt no pants um we are going to do a giveaway once we hit 500 downloads
1: yes yeah. yes we're going to give um, something away i don't know what it is but it's something with our logo on it of course
0: and uh, if you got any ideas of what it should be shirt hat sticker uh, hop on Facebook, send us a message of what you think it should be, and uh, we, can, we can probably make it happen.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you guys also want something, yeah, if you guys want something out of our merchandise wise, we can get you a shirt, a hat, stuff like that. Uh, we can give you the price, you can give us a size, things like that. We'll get it made for you.
0: We should put our logo on a dildo, too, getting that game. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Think and that we uh once we hit what you say a hundred a hundred what hundred the the food bank
1: oh oh, the food bank, oh yeah, so we're talking about doing uh donations from the food bank um to the food bank. to the food bank on our patreon, if we get like a hundred dollars even more, we're gonna donate that money to food banks for the corona against the coronavirus people that aren't uh, able to support their family as much uh we're here to try to help um we're still an upcoming podcast um but we want to show the community that we're there we're oh. there we want to we want to help families out
0: yeah we want to do our part um and i've heard some people are getting screwed over on their uh Unemployment.
1: Unemployment. Yeah, I've heard that too. That the unemployment thing's taking a long time, which is ridiculous. Get it together, government. Come on. But anyways, don't get me political. Maybe that would be another podcast I do.
0: <laughs> Mitch goes political.
1: Mitch goes political. That's a
0: good idea. Mitch goes postal. Just rant about UPS.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: oh shit. Um, so.
1: So donate, guys. Donate. Also, uh, we want to also tell everybody reviews. Reviews on iTunes, that really does help. You guys have no idea. It helps with sponsorships, everything like that. It helps us move up in the charts. There is some people that has gave us some reviews, and we really do appreciate it. Um, if we start getting more reviews, we'll actually start doing shout-outs at the end of our podcast. to shout-out those people saying, hey, thank you for those reviews. You know, and also Patreon uh, people also. Actually, we'll be doing the shout-outs for the patrons, not the reviews. The Patreon members will do shout-outs at the end to tell everybody, thank you for everything you do. But also reviews. Five-star. You put anything on there, you could put I like ponies. I don't give a shit. Just (laughs) something in there just to give us a five-star review so we can move up in the charts. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Five stars. I want to see shirt, er, I want to see shirtless Mitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah.
0: This is the Carpool Shenanigans Podcast. Sit back, relax, and let's get weird. So, uh, what's our story topic? It's story time.
1: Story time with Mitch. (laughs) Alright, so today, um, we're going to be talking about luck.
0: You said luck or look? Luck. Luck, well, as I am, I feel like I'm mostly Irish or Scottish, uh, you know, that part of the world. Mm -hmm. I feel like luck's a big thing. Uh, Also, karma. Karma and luck. Karma. Everybody believes in luck. Yeah. Yeah, everybody believes
1: in some sort of luck. There's always different kinds of superstitions, but we're going to get into that. So, I've got some very fascinating stories that, you know, Justin, I doubt you've heard of. Um, And... And you're gonna sit there and go, well, holy shit! That's uh, that's amazing. I hope so. And I hope your viewers, I hope the viewers are like, wow, that's that's pretty amazing too. So,
0: yeah, I'm so excited. I think I actually peed a little bit. Really? Um, just just a little bit, maybe like a little spot. But
1: uh, I got a cut back there, so we can freeze it for later.
0: Yeah, yeah. Make little Justin clones. I like it. I like where your head's at. I
1: was just talking about saving it for later for drinking oh. it.
0: <laughs>
1: so, luck. Let's listen to. Let's listen to this. All right, so, luck. Everyone has it. Some believe, some don't. But what is luck? Okay. So today we're going to talk about luck and some very lucky people that have ever lived in hit record recorded history. Some with very short stories and some with long ones. So buckle up and grab that four leaf clover, clover because shit is gonna get real.
0: <laughs> I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually excited about hearing about luck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that intro? That was
0: <laughs> one hell of an intro. Kudos. Uh, do I have a little clap thing? No, I don't. I'll All try right. to add claps in there. Okay.
1: All right. So, um, first, um, so I'm going to throw in a few facts throughout this um throughout this podcast, through the story. Okay, okay. So
0: kind of like the Disney episode? Of
1: course, yeah, kind of like the Disney, just not as much facts, just some interesting facts. They're not going to be really funny facts, just interesting facts to go along with it. Um, first is a, uh, first lucky story that we're going to talk about is a lady named Joanne uh, Ginther. Okay. She's an American four-time lottery winner. She first won the lottery in 1993 when she won 5. million dollars in the Texas Lotto.
0: You said five, 4 5.4
1: 5. million. Oof. That's a lot of money, right?
0: Then she blew it all on scratch-off tickets. She won it from a scratch-off ticket.
1: No. Yeah. Oh, hold on. hold on. Hold on. Her next win came in t- so she, it, she her next win. So she won t- twice already. Her next one came in 2006, so seven uh, 13 years later. Okay. She won $2 million in the Holiday Million scratch-off.
0: What are the odds in that? Like, one in a couple billion? Well, get this. <laughs> her third win. Oh, shit. In
1: 2008, so two years later when she won $3 million uh, from a Millions and Millions ticket.
0: How much of that is she turning around and spending back on scratch-off tickets? Though,
1: (laughs) in 2010, (laughs) 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 she won 10 million dollars. It was her largest prize yet, bringing her total winnings to 20.4 million dollars. The odds of winning this many times are one in 18 septillions.
0: Septillions. Yes.
1: All of her winning tickets were purchased in Texas, and two of them were bought from the same convenience store in Bishop, Texas. Wow. I'm going to Bishop, Texas. <laughs> I am
0: I want to find out where this gas station's at. And
1: I guess the the convenience store gets like a big old bonus, like a $10,000 bonus for selling the winning lottery ticket.
0: Oh, yeah. So the owner's driving around a new vet and...
1: Oh, good job. Yeah. yeah. She currently resides in Las Vegas, Nevada, and prefers to keep a low profile. So she doesn't, there's not a lot of story on her because she is quiet. After she won all this money, boom, she went quiet.
0: Well, if you gave me 20 million over a couple years, either I'm really good at football or. <laughs> <laughs> That's or some I'd luck g- right there. That is luck.
1: So, uh. You know, these stories aren't all going to be about winning lottery tickets, okay? Not all about winning money. Some are going to be sad, some are going to be, you know, um, heartwarming stories. But I got a few uh, good luck. So there's a few good luck charms that uh, people believe in, really. Did you know that?
0: Uh, yeah, the clover, the you know, the don't walk under ladder.
1: Okay. The first one uh, is a bug. Can you guess it? If you don't guess it, uh, everybody, I'm going to hit Justin in the balls with bat.
0: Please guess it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lucky bug? Yeah. Oof. I'm just going to throw one out there and go with the walking stick. Bug. the stick bug the praying mantis <laughs> no not the praying you know the one you've seen bugs life and the the one that speaks with a french accent he's a, he's a walking stick oh yeah 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 okay no it's the ladybug fuck the ladybug
1: <laughs> it's supposed to bring good luck charm that brings you prosperity especially if it lands on your hand People also believe that if a woman has been recently married, the number of spots on the back of the ladybug that lands on her hand is supposed to represent the number of children she will birth.
0: Now, what if she lives in Alaska? Does she not get any kids? No.
1: No. I mean, if she was like, "Hey, let's go to Kansas for a little bit," and
0: oh, so if at any point in time yeah. she gets a ladybug, mm-hmm. okay. What well, if it's just an all, like, there's a hundred dots on it? Uh, kill it?
1: That's a, yeah, kill it. Smash <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, she's like, oh, hell no.
0: Yeah. Is, is that a sign? Yeah, I think we should divorce now.
1: <laughs> so, uh, another story that we have. Here's another lucky bastard. Uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this name wrong. Uh, Tamu Yamaguchi.
0: Wow, you tore that up.
1: I'm going to call him Yamaguchi because I'm pretty sure that's the only one that I'm
0: close to saying. Right? Yamaguchi?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was prepared to leave Hiroshima when the atomic ba- uh, bomb fell. Well,
0: that's luck in itself.
1: hmm The 29-year-old naval engineer was on a three-month-long business trip for his employer, Mitsubishi. It was supposed to be his last day in the city. Around 8.15 in the morning, Yamaguchi was walking to Mitsubishi shipyard a final time when he heard the drone of an aircraft above. He says an American B-29 bomber soar over the city and dropped a small object connected to a parachute. Suddenly, the sky erupted in a blaze of light, which Yamaguchi later described as resembling the lightning. Of a huge magnesium flare.
0: Yeah, because we've all seen that before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He had just enough time to dive into a ditch before an ear-splitting boom rang out. The shockwave that accompanied it sucked Yamaguchi from the ground, spun him in the air like a tornado, and sent him hurling into a nearby potato patch.
0: Can't believe that his life was saved by potatoes.
1: He'd been less than two miles from ground zero. Two miles from where the atomic bomb dropped.
0: Yeah, you're still in the blast radius. Okay. I mean...
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta think. Tor- I mean, an uh, atomic bomb, that could wipe out... I mean, essentially, it could wipe out Tulsa,
0: Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, take out towns. Easy. Oh, easy.
1: Um, quote from Yamaguchi. I didn't know what happened. I think I fainted for a while. When, when I opened my eyes, everything was dark and I couldn't see much. It was like the start of a film at the cinema before the picture has begun when the blank frames are just flashing up without any sound.
0: And for some reason I shit myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the atomic blast had kicked up enough dust and debris to nearly blot out the morning sun. Yamaguchi was surrounded by torrents of falling ash, and he could see a mushroom cloud of fire rising in the sky over Hiroshima. His face and forearms had been badly burned, and both his eardrums were ruptured. Yamaguchi wandered in a daze towards what remained of the Mitsubishi shipyard. There, he found his co-workers, Akira, uh, wandered in a daze towards what remained of the Mitsubishi shipyard there he found his co-workers akira iwagana and sato both of whom had survived the blast after spending a reckless restless night in an air raid shelter the men awoke on august 7th and made their way toward the train station which they had heard was somehow still operating the journey took them through a nightmarish landscape of still flickering fires Shattered buildings and charred and melted corpses lining the streets.
0: Fucked up, right? Worst hangover movie ever.
1: (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) Many of the city's bridges had been turned into wreckage, and at one river crossing, Yamaguchi was forced to swim through a layer of floating dead bodies. Jesus. That's like a bad, really, really... Really horrible.
0: That's a horrible scene. I- I could Unless imagine. you work at Chuck E. Cheese's, then you've really just seen it all. Upon reaching the station, he boarded a
1: train full of burned and bewildered passengers and settled in for o- for the overnight ride into his hometown, Nagasaki. Yamaguchi returned to his wife and child. The whole world turns its attention towards Hiroshima. Sixteen hours after the explosion president, Harry Truman, gave a speech that revealed the existence of the atom bomb for the first time. "Quote: It is it is a harnessing of the basic power of the universe.
0: It is the biggest form of fuck you we have ever made.
1: The biggest form. He was practically like, hey, here's my dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is America's balls. Now let us mushroom stamp you right on the forehead.
1: Yeah. The force of from which the sun draws its power. Pa- oh, oh, uh, oh! Yeah, he wasn't even done with that quote. He said, uh, "The force from which the sun draws its power has been loosed against those who brought war from the far east." Jesus, he. <laughs>
0: it's an extra little fuck you, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. A B twenty. The B twenty nine bomber called the en- Enola Gay.
0: Worst name ever.
1: Had taken off. He could do a badass quote like that, but calls a plane Enola Gay. <laughs> he like, they point down at him, Enola Gay.
0: <laughs> you could just call it Roaring Freedom and that would be way more badass.
1: Yeah. Uh, Enola Gay had taken off from the Pacific Island of Tanana and and flown some 15,000 miles before detonating a bomb known as Little Boy in the skies over Hiroshima. The blast had immediately killed uh, some 80,000 people and tens of thousands more would perish in the weeks that followed. Truman warned in his statement that if Japan did not surrender, it could expect a rain of ruin from the air the like of which has never been seen on this earth. Damn. Truman was kind of a... A... a dickhead? Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, despite being on the verge of collapse, Yamaguchi dragged himself out of, be- out of bed on the morning of August 9th and reported for work at Mitsubishi Nagasaki office. Around 11 a.m., he found himself in a meeting with a company director who demanded a full report on Hiroshima. The engineer recounted the scattered events... Of August 6th.
0: So on three days is what it took him to go right back to work?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this guy's a fucking trooper.
0: That guy's a dedicated to his work. This guy's a badass. And he had no vacation time saved up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the uh, the
1: binding light, the deafening boom. But a superior accused him of being mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst.
0: <laughs> hey, we know that... Your whole town just got blown up, but uh, we're gonna need you to come into work on Monday.
1: He's like I swam through bodies.
0: He's like, You're full of shit. <laughs> now sorry, unless you have a doctor's note, we kind of get to
1: He goes, How could a single bomb destroy an entire city? Yamaguchi was trying to explain himself when the landscape outside suddenly exploded with another iridescent white flash. <laughs> Yamaguchi dropped to the ground just seconds before the shockwave shattered the office windows and sent broken glass and debris searing through the room. The atom bomb that hit Nagasaki was even more powerful than the one dropped on Hiroshima. But as Yamaguchi would later learn, the city's hilly landscape and reinforced stairwell had combined to muffle the blast inside the office. His bandages were blown off. And he was hit by yet another surge of cancer-causing radiation.
0: But he emerged unhurt. I don't know if that's luck or just him being a badass. For the second time in three
1: days, he had the misfortune of being within two miles of a nuclear explosion.
0: Two miles! Once again, I don't know if that's luck or just really unlucky.
1: Somebody was looking out for him. (laughs) (laughs) For the second time, he had been fortunate enough to survive. After fleeing from the skeleton of the Mitsubishi building, Yamaguchi rushed through a bomb-ravaged Nagasaki to check on his wife and son. He feared the worst. When he saw a section of his house had been reduced to rubble, but he soon found both had sustained only
0: superficial injuries. See, that I could see is lucky.
1: His wife had been out looking for burn ointment for her husband, and when the explosion came, she and the baby had taken refuge in the tunnel. It was yet another strange twist of fate. If Yamaguchi hadn't been hurt at Hiroshima, his family might have been killed at Nagasaki. In the days that followed, Yamaguchi's double dose of radiation took his toll. his toll. His hair fell out, the wounds on his arms turned gangrenous, and he began vomiting a lot. He was still sitting in a bomb shelter with his family. Unlike so many victims of radiated radiation exposure, Yamaguchi slowly recovered and went on to live a normal life. Which nobody did. Like, there's no. there's people years after that still affected by the nuclear explosion.
0: Still going through all their treatments and medicine. Oh, yeah. and
1: He served as a translator for the U.S. Armed Forces during the occupation of Japan and later taught school... School before resuming his engineering career at Mitsubishi. <laughs> so after his boss was like, "You're a liar about the bomb on Hiroshima," he.
0: Yeah, just because you have bandages doesn't mean you live through a bomb. This asshole. guy was so
1: badass. He went back to work in Hiroshima.
0: Three days later. Three days later. I've been two miles for a bus. And then the little, after all this, he goes and works for the motherfuckers that dropped the bomb. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and he, he, uh.
0: That was probably his ending statement. Going out the door. He goes, fuck this. Fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder they're dropping bombs on us, (laughs) you fucking dickheads.
1: (laughs) Well, he was, he was, uh, he, he ran a movement also. So, he was against the atomic bombs. So, he was a U.S. translator, but he also ran a movement talking about how he was actually what helped ban atomic bombs. Okay. So, so
0: he didn't just translate for, you know, the Germans making no. shit up for Hitler. <laughs> no.
1: He and his <laughs> wife even had two more children in 1950. Both of them girls. Yamaguchi dealt with the horrific memories of Hiroshima and Nagasaki by writing poetry, but he avoided discussing his experiences publicly until the 2000s, when he released a memoir and became part of the ato- anti-atomic weapons movement. movement. He lived until he was
0: 93 years old. See, that's bullshit. That guy... You don't survive two of the biggest bombs ever dropped on the planet. And live to be
1: 93? 93. That is not only luck, but that guy is a badass.
0: You know, he never missed a day of work in his life. No, no. (laughs) You survived a bomb. What's your excuse this time? You have a cold?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you want to guess another lucky charm? No? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> you gave me a lot of time to decide, but uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. What you got?
1: Uh, the ancient Greeks and Romans first believed that having a lucky key uh, unlocked the door to the gods, okay, allowing your prayers to safely and swiftly reach them. The Japanese believe that having three key- keys tied together will bring you health, wealth, and love.
0: Not like this the you know basic. As signs the live, laugh, love.
1: I guess, but this is wearing keys.
0: I still feel like it's the same symbol.
1: Probably. Yeah. Probably.
0: And yeah, it's in every single household across America, but we really know what's going on there.
1: Yeah. 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 So another story. Another. They just
0: basic as fuck.
1: <laughs> 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 so that, that uh, Yama. Uh, Yamaguchi guy, he was... That was the longest story I found on Luck. Like, he was... That was the longest one. Out of all these stories I have, he was the longest one. So, we're going to go on to another short one here. They should make that
0: into a movie.
1: Honestly, they should. Because I think it would be a badass movie to watch. Yeah.
0: I mean, we probably don't want to go stirring up the past and create a whole nother war off of it. But, yeah, I would love to see that movie. I would love
1: to see it. Because that was... That was a fucked up thing that we did, but um, he was a badass. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to talk about Bill Morgan. Back from the dead like a goddamn zombie.
0: Okay. All right. I kind of like this Bill Morgan guy.
1: Um, Accidents can happen at any given point of time. But for Australian Bill Morgan, it was when he was tragically crushed when his car met with a truck in an accident. He was dead for more than 14 minutes. He somehow managed to not only survive, but also came away from 12 days of coma, even after his family removed the life support.
0: And he still survived
1: that shit? That's not the end of it. To celebrate the new life that was granted to him, he bought a scratch scratch it card and won a $27,000 car. Damn. Okay. To document his incredible story, a local news station asked him to reenact the winning moment by scratching another card, only for him to win $250,000 again during the live reenactment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what'd you do? Well, oh, I just went over here, bought a ticket like this. Just give me a couple seconds, scratch it off. <laughs> oh. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you, Joanne. Try to pull the plug on me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. That's a, that's, that
0: was a pretty good one. Yeah, that, that'll make you believe in luck.
1: Yeah. Another guy, you're not going to believe this, but Fidel Castro. Castro.
0: Castro. Uh... How was he lucky? I mean, he was terrifying as,
1: so, as fuck. So, the, the only reason he was lucky was because he survived so many assassinations. Okay? Yeah, that's so, a good point. <laughs> Fidel was hated and loved equally by millions across his country. His assassination was a shock to the country. But Cuba's, Cuba's counterintelligence agency has estimated that Fidel Castro has survived over 630 assassinations.
0: Oh, my God. So that's like one for almost every day of the year. Practically, yeah. <laughs> and it's probably the same assassin that keeps fucking it up.
1: A number of these being planned by the U.S. CIA, numerous mafia members, and his own mens- mistress, among many, many others. Fidel has survived his cigar being poisoned, exploding cigars, radio laced with LSD, hidden poisonous hyperdemic needles filled with lethal con- concoctions... Along, Among a lot more things.
0: Now, how many did he actually know about? That's what I want to know. Like, oh, is he just walking through and goes to pick something up and a fucking bullet flings past his well, head? Well, he
1: survived through all of them. So everything that... Like the exploding cigar probably exploded. I mean...
0: The LSD he just took for fun. He
1: was like, I don't know what they were thinking.
0: (laughs) This is the greatest goddamn assassination I've ever been a part of.
1: Uh, Another one is, um, another lucky story. This guy's name, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this as good as I can, but I'm going to say his name is uh, Nichiren. Yeah. Okay. He was a prominent 12th century monk who was sentenced for execution. ...for having written a prophecy that the Japanese authorities felt was submersive and undermining their power. Okay? Okay. As pure luck would have it, Nichiren managed to escape his own beheading when the executioner was struck and killed by a lightning bolt when he raised his sword. He was later released by the authorities due to the weird circumstances.
0: Yeah, like, well, I mean, if this isn't... this isn't a sign, I mean... Uh,
1: You know, uh... So, we're not killing this guy.
0: That's, uh... That's a sign from someone up there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He goes, am I I free to go, or are we still chopping heads off around here?
1: Uh, Oh... All right. So, another lucky charm. You ready?
0: I am. Is it uh, cereal with... uh...
1: Well, to follow the the monk, the Laughing Buddha statue is one of the most popular good luck charms in Asia. It is supposed to bring you spiritual and material wealth. And Feng Shui dictates that it is best to keep one in the west part of your home.
0: The westest part. What if I put on the east part? Well, give you good. It'll still give you good luck.
1: But the best place to get good luck is the west. Oh, okay.
0: So it's like a Wi-Fi reception. You got to make sure it's in the... <laughs> the
1: Wi-Fi. It's like a modem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closer to the modem, better service you get.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I just put it to the west side of the house. I get better signal, so I can play my Angry Birds. You
1: know. Oh, I did forget. This is a long. This one's a long story too. The man who survived. Lightning.
0: I like him already.
1: Mr. Sullivan was born in Greene County, Virginia, on February seventh, nineteen twelve. Okay. He started working as a ranger in Shenandoah National Park in nineteen thirty-six. Sullivan was described as a brawny man with a broad, rugged face who resembled the resembled the actor Gene Hackman. Okay, so I did a. Side by side picture of Gene Ackman
0: and him. Okay. And they do look alike. Uh, Good, because I haven't seen either of them.
1: I didn't know who it was either, but I didn't know who Gene Ackman was, Hackman,
0: but they did look alike. Okay. Good deal. He was avoided
1: by people later in life because of their fear of being hit by lightning, and this saddened him. He once recalled, for instance, I was walking with the chief ranger one day when lightning struck way off in the distance.
0: The chief said, I'll see you later. (laughs) I heard a bear coming through the woods. My chief said, you're on your own, fucker.
1: Uh, Good thing that you mentioned bear because there will be a bear mentioned in this story. Oh, awesome. I like bears. Okay. So, the first strike.
0: Okay. (laughs) I'm still just mad at like a tornado. (laughs) You know, you see a tornado in the distance, land on the ground, and your boss hops in their vehicle and like, good luck, fuck face, and drives off.
1: Strike number one. It was April 1942, and Sullivan had only been with the Park Service for about six years. He was stationed at the brand new Miller's head fire tower when a storm blew in. The tower was so new light, uh, the, the tower was so new, lightning rods hadn't been installed yet, and it ended up being struck seven or eight times. Sullivan decided to get the heck out of there, but only made it a few feet away before the lightning found him. It burned a half inch strip all the way down his right leg and knocked his big toe off. My boot was full of blood, and it ran out through the hole in the sole. Holy shit. (laughs) Now, strike number two.
0: Yeah, if the first one wasn't bad enough.
1: So, uh, nearly three decades later, in 1969, Sullivan was driving a park truck when a lightning struck two trees on one side of the road, then jumped to another tree on the other side. Sullivan's truck was in the middle with both windows rolled down. As a result, the ranger lost consciousness and nearly drove his truck off the edge of a cliff. When he came to, Sullivan was missing his eyebrows and eyelashes.
0: How you know that wasn't Big Fair, Big, or Bigfoot just fucking with him?
1: <laughs> strike number three. Holy shit. The third strike a year later happened when Sullivan was off-duty. He was tending to his garden at home when a lightning hit a nearby transformer and jumped to his shoulder, knocking him down and burned him lightly.
0: I feel like by the end of this, he's just going to be immune to it.
1: <laughs> Strike number four. Holy oh, shit. No. <laughs> number four set poor Sullivan on fire. There was a gentle rain but no thunder until just one big clap. The loudest thing I ever heard, he said, when my ears stopped ringing. I heard something sizzling. It was my hair on fire. The flames were up six inches. Luckily, he had been registering people at camping stations, so he was able to use a wet paper towel from a nearby bathroom to smother the
0: flames. How do you get hit by lightning and not realize you're on fucking fire?
1: Well, I bet the shock of being hit...
0: Oh, it being really loud?
1: I, I mean, I guess. I mean, at first you probably wouldn't... I mean, I don't know.
0: Like, Like, people get hit by lightning... Or even around lightning and they die. Yeah.
1: So, strike number five. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> August 7th, 1973 brought the fifth strike. Again, Sullivan was in a parked truck and saw storm clouds coming. All too aware of his track reg- <laughs> record, <laughs> the ranger tried to outrun the lightning. <laughs> Once he felt he was out of harm's way, Sullivan stopped to take a look. Big mistake. he said I actually saw the lightning shoot out of the cloud this time it was coming straight for me it it even knocked off one of his shoes leaving the lace tied
0: (laughs) (laughs) this guy had to piss off Zeus or somebody Somebody. up there
1: fuck you Zeus
0: (laughs) (laughs) he was listening to our episodes and (laughs) took it a bit far
1: strike number six
0: no 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 (laughs) no Six is way too much.
1: Sullivan was walking along in, along in a park trail in 1976 when he st- was struck a sixth time. It was a straw for the Spark Ranger. He retired five months later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like how he goes by the Spark Ranger now. <laughs> uh,
1: like strike number seven. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I should I should have known that one ended a little too easily.
1: Unfortunately, the lightning found him (laughs) anyway. On June 25th, 1977, Sullivan was trout fishing when the hair on his arms bristled. The strike to the head burned his chest and stomach, causing hearing loss to one ear. To top off, lucky number seven, Sullivan ran into a black bear on the way back to his car. And the bear tried to take his fish, so he hit the bear in the face with a
0: stick. (laughs) fuck you it's been a shitty day (laughs) just wanted to come out here relax go fucking fishing catch a trout
1: seven times you think you're gonna fuck with me
0: (laughs) (laughs) i fart sparks before breakfast god damn it (laughs) bear's like whoa bro my bad just want some trout okay
1: All seven strikes were documented by the superintendent of uh, Shenandoah National Park, Taylor Hoskins. Hoskins, however, was never present at any of the reported strikes and was never active active and present. (laughs) Superintendent, um, he was the superintendent in the park for many of the times Sullivan was supposedly struck. Sullivan himself recalled that the first time he was struck by lightning was not in 1942, but much earlier when he was a child. He was helping his father to cut wheat in the field when a thunderbolt struck the blade of the scythe without injuring him. But they couldn't prove it um, because he could never prove the fact later. He he never claimed it. So he actually, in all reality, was struck eight fucking times. Okay. Sullivan's wife was also struck once.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's how they got their first child.
1: (laughs) Mm. Um... So when a storm suddenly arrived as she was out hanging clothes in the backyard, her husband was helping her at the time, but escaped unharmed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you imagine seeing a storm and your husband just goes running off?
1: <laughs> <laughs> storm, god damn it, Sullivan, get in the fucking house! <laughs>
0: <laughs> he goes taking off running. <laughs> Go help me with the laundry?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so in case you're wondering. Um, the odds of being struck by lightning are about 1 in 280
0: million. Okay, I like those odds.
1: The odds of getting struck by lightning seven times <laughs> are 4.5, 4.15 in... That's a big fucking number. There's a lot of zeros on that, and I can't...
0: Well, okay, so that's 100,000, million, billion... Yeah, fuck that. Yeah,
1: there's a lot. Like, it's an ungodly number. So, yeah. yeah.
0: It it takes up most of the page.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, on the morning of September 28, 1983, Sullivan died at the age of 71 from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Officially, he shot himself over an unrequited love while laying in the bed next to his wife. He was 30 years younger and allegedly did not notice his death for several hours. Now, everybody's saying, Mitch, that's not a very lucky story. Okay, first off, it is lucky because he lived through all seven strikes.
0: I'm just going to that last sentence where she noticed he wasn't dead for several hours. When you've been struck that many times by lightning, you probably look dead. Like, (laughs) 24-7, drool coming out the mouth. I mean... So...
1: I'm going to do one more lucky charm before we get to the drum roll of the best story ever.
0: Okay. drum roll of the best story ever? Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: So, another lucky charm, the three-legged toad, is another popular symbol uh, of luck in Asian cultures. A lot of these statues also come with a coin inside the toad's mouth, which usually features an image of a Chinese character pointing upwards. It is believed to be bad luck to point this toad to the door leading outside your house.
0: So make sure he's in the west side of the house, facing a window.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: Okay. Now. Good deal. I actually just use three-legged toads as uh, catfish bait, personally. Um, if I found a three-legged toad, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sweet, sweet love to it.
1: Best story ever, okay? This is by far the luckiest man that ever lived in history.
0: His name? Mitch Glasgow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so, I leave the best for last. His name is Frank Selick. Frank Selick, born June 14, 1929, is, cro- is a cro- Croatian man who has allegedly escaped death seven times and afterward won the lottery in 2003, prompting journalists to call him the world's luckiest man.
0: I don't know what it is with that number seven now.
1: Seven is a lucky number. Think about it. Casinos, when you do a slot machine, number seven across. There's seven wonders of the world. True. There, there's a lot of always seven. Seven is supposed to be a very highly lucky number. That was actually number one on the list of the luckiest, like, things is number seven. Mm. So. Okay. Ah, Selleck's brushes with death started in January 1962 when he was riding a train through a cold, rainy canyon, and the train flipped off the tracks and crashed into a river. Someone pulled Selleck to safety while 17 other passengers drowned. Okay. Okay. That's the first. Selleck, he, well, during that accident, he suffered a broken arm and hypothermia. That's it. It's a
0: regular Tuesday. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Jesus The next year During his first and only pr- plane ride He was blown out of a ma- Malfunctioning plane door And landed in a haystack
0: Like a first and only <laughs> plane ride
1: The plane crashed And killed 19 people
0: Oh man
1: Death is trying to kill this yeah. motherfucker It's
0: like Final Destination On steroids <laughs> <laughs>
1: Three years after that, in 1966, a bus that he was riding in skidded off the road and into the river, drowning four passengers. Salek swam to shore with only a few cuts and bruises.
0: So now he knows not to take train, plane, or bus. <laughs> yeah.
1: In 1970, his car caught on fire. God, yeah.
0: <laughs> Him and vehicles, man.
1: His car caught fire as he was driving. He managed to escape before the fuel tank blew up.
0: Yeah, just stay away from anything with wheels.
1: <laughs> Three years later, in another driving accident, the engine of his car was doused with hot oil from a malfunctioning fuel pump, causing flames to shoot through the air vents. Salek's hair was completely singed in the accident incident, but it w- he was otherwise unharmed.
0: So, flames through the air vents? Yeah. That would be trippy. Like, I've seen smoke underneath the hood, yeah. uh, you know, the tire blows and smoke from that, but never fire from... I'm telling you, this is final
1: destination.
0: Yeah. Like, he just needs to accept fate one of these times.
1: <laughs> uh In 1995, he was struck by a bus in Zagreb, Zagreb but sustained only minor energies, injuries. Injuries. Okay. So he was struck by a bus.
0: Him and vehicles, man. I don't In understand.
1: 1996, he eluded a head-on collision with a United Nations truck on a mountain curve by swerving into a guardrail, which gave way under the force of his car. He was ejected from the car when the f- door flew open. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Managed to hold onto a tree... And watched his car plummet down 90 meters into a gorge. 300 feet into a gorge.
0: I mean, after after all that, would you wear seatbelts? Oh, no.
1: <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> oh. In 2003, two days after his 73rd birthday, Selic won um, in, I guess, Croatia. It was like nine hundred thousand Croatian money but in the u.s that's 1 million one hundred and ten thousand dollars so
0: he's doing pretty well
1: yeah in the lottery uh, at the time of his win he was all he also married for the fifth time
0: one for each accident <laughs> <laughs>
1: while he purchased two houses in a boat with his winnings
0: he wrecked his boat that same day
1: <laughs> in 2010 he decided to give most of the remaining money away to relatives and friends after deciding to live a frugal life a frugal lifestyle. Okay. So yeah.
0: So yeah, just two houses and a boat that he plans on wrecking to his death and
1: uh, yeah. Just giving
0: the money away. What that a nice is guy. To, to,
1: to, so you have to almost give back after you've survived that many times.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd feel Somebody's like.
1: Somebody's telling you, like, hey, you know, even death finally gave up. Like,
0: <laughs> Death comes to the door, knocks, and he's like, I tried. Um, you, you have a good life. Yeah,
1: he goes up to God, and he's like, listen,
0: I can't kill this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I know I have a quota, but I'm getting backed up. Can we just let this guy through? I mean. <laughs> yeah, seven times. I mean, come on. Yeah. Seven times, five wives, two houses, a boat.
1: But think about it. The lightning guy was struck seven times. Yeah. This guy was being murdered practically <laughs> by the universe seven times.
0: Wanna know how many times I masturbated today? Seven times. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Did
1: you like that? That's crazy, that's right? I I found those stories and I was like,
0: these are pretty fucking cool. Those were pretty good. Uh, yeah, you did you did a lot of work on the oh, research. I right? was
1: I was up forever. Just I was, it took me two days to do a lot of this research because I wanted to make sure I got my sources right. I wanted to make sure I worded it in my own kind of way. You know, I was like, this is gonna be a good one. I want I want people to hear about these people because it it was pretty interesting. Because there's luck out there, you know. Uh, I don't. Some people don't believe in luck. There's actually kind of like a um, there was like in the definition or whatever you want to call it. in Luck, you know, when you have good luck, they call it. When you have good things happen to you, you call it luck. When you have bad things happen to you, they call it bad luck. So I mean, it's kind of just however you want to put it. But oh,
0: that was that was good. Yeah, I liked it.
1: Yeah. Uh, tell us what you guys think. You know, if you guys like it, leave us a review on iTunes. Get (laughs) us ranked up there, guys. That's all I'm asking. That is probably the one thing I'm asking more than anything else, is rank us up there on iTunes. Could you imagine two guys that are just...
0: Average, average, every day.
1: Average guys. We're just average guys sitting in a car just doing a podcast for a hobby. I mean, so, guys... Could you imagine us getting so far in the iTunes rankings that we make history?
0: Uh, I mean, the best part is, you mean, you've already heard are so Our first chance at actually making money off this, we want to donate it. Yes. You know what I mean? It, yeah. We, I, I'm tooting our own horn pretty fucking loud here. True, but,
1: true. Yeah, we're but,
0: generous people, we're, I feel we, like.
1: You know, we have jobs. We're, we're working right now. You know, not just during the podcast, because I call it work because we do put a lot of work into this, you know, but we do have jobs. So we want, so while we're working, we want, and I know money straps. So we want to give that opportunity for people to give a chance to give back to the community. So if you guys want to give back to the community, if you guys, if you guys want to, we're not forcing you. Don't worry. Give us a shot. I mean, give us, give us, give us, uh, Put your donations in. We'll uh, get that money raised up, and we'll give that money to food banks.
0: Um, like I said I'll uh, I'll put all the perks on Facebook once we hash out all the details. Uh, but let us know what you think, man. We we can't get better without your you ideas, your topic, or your ideas, your opinions. We don't mind uh, criticism. We really don't. No, I mean you could even send us a picture of your booty holes. Booty holes, yes. Yeah, that's probably taking
1: too Yeah, far. I really don't want to see your booty hole.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll probably hash. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna edit out. It's yeah. too much.
1: If you send me chocolate buttholes, I might. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about.
0: Oh, another shout out to uh Mike Simmons from the Anything Goes Project. Simmons, yeah. Um. Did an interview with him. Great guy. Real knowledgeable. A great guy.
1: He is so fun to actually be on a show with. He really is. Like, his energy and everything
0: makes you want to be there. It, oh, yeah. it was a really good show. And we learned quite a bit from him so far. Uh, so I'll post a link to that interview as soon as he gets it up.
1: Yeah. 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 Anything you got to say, Mr. Host?
0: No. I I think we're good.
1: Okay. All right. Well, guys, I'll... uh. I'll see you later. Tonight.
0: Just okay. <laughs> have a good one and uh, take it easy. Let's get weird.